T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What's trending? All right, let's check in on the hot topics. Trending, trending, trending. Number one on what's trending, it is one of Drew's favorite days of the year, National Signing Day. It's one of my least favorite days of the year. Um, important for the programs. I don't need a nerd out on it, though. But there was some good news across the local schools. KU fended off Ohio State of Michigan to land a four-star, number 10 edge in their class, KU's highest-rated high school signee ever. That's Deshaun Warner. Missouri, we all know locally at Elise Summit, they go and get the number one uh player in the country, right? Yep. Or defensive player in the country, officially signing. Yep. Uh, also, they get a Georgia transfer in Darius Smith. K-State gets two four-star wide receivers, a top 20 Juco player. Although, uh, technically, and, I think their class ranks last out of the three out locals. Out of the three, I think, th- depending on the site you look at, I think K-State was 61, KU was 40-something, Missouri was 20-something is how it comes out to That be. was the funny thing about it. Drew said Missouri's like 23 in the national rankings for like most of the sites, right? Like on three or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes them 12th in the SEC. <laughs> 23 in the entire country, 12th in the SEC because, in I that mean, conference, you better be, like, this is crazy. Like, you better be recruiting at that level. That's what, you know what I mean? It's insane. Well, they're coming off a good year and people know that they've got a Cotton Bowl quality team returning, hypothetically, the number one wide receiver in the country and a quarterback who helped them get to the Cotton Bowl. So, That kind of thing will make it easier for you. Next up on what training, Arthur Blank says that he'll let the season play out and then decide on Arthur Smith's future as the head coach. That is the most death, uh, death nail sentence of all time. Dude, Arthur Blank's done. Or Arthur Smith is done. (laughs) Arthur Blank's done. He's not going anywhere, Cody. No, no, don't think so. Arthur Smith is done. He's not going to be the head coach. Their problem is, is exactly what happened with the Jets. They went back and forth too much. The second they said, Oh, no, no, no. The plan was always to go back to Desmond Ritter forever. It wasn't true. And the second their backs were against the wall and it looks like their season's going to end, they went back to Taylor Heineke to try to save the season again, and it's just too late. Yeah, I mean, I... The old-school approach has really hurt that team. You're spending high-level picks on Kyle Pitts and B. John Robinson, and you're not utilizing them. Yeah. I mean, it just... It oh, you know, it'll be sense. really hard. What will Arthur Smith do, seeing how his parent is a billionaire with a baby? He'll <laughs> probably be fine. He's uh, a multimillionaire. Parents yeah, are millionaire. Yeah, FedEx, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, next time I want to drink some sad news in the Chiefs world. Chiefs Ring of Honor and Super Bowl champion Ed Buddy passing away at the age of 83. Uh, his family put out a statement saying he passed away peacefully of natural causes yesterday with his wife of 65 years, Carolyn. Uh, by his side. Obviously, sad news for Chiefs fans and Chiefs kingdom, a part of the, the first ever Super Bowl one. Uh, and when you look at uh, the AFL titles as well, he was part of the teams that won in 66 and 1969 as well. Sean Barber actually texted me before. I, he was the first person that told me this happened yesterday. He texted me, and then I saw the news start to go around because uh, Ed Buddy was part of the, the Chiefs ambassador program. There's a video that's actually out there. Dane and Hughes 
uh, actually giving Ed Buddy a plaque. I don't know how many years ago. I think a couple years ago. So gotcha. sad news. 65 years. Man, I got a long way to go. I've been married for a, a decade. Long marriage, man. <sighs> got a long way to go. Next up on Watch Training, Aaron Rodgers is going to stay on the New York Jets 53-man roster. That despite the fact that the Jets have absolutely zero intention of him playing this year. He made it pretty clear on Pat McAfee today. Their head coach and general manager spoke today and made it clear they don't expect Aaron Rodgers back, but that it's good for the team. Here's the problem. Here's the biggest problem right now is they got fleeced. They didn't want to bring in a better quarterback because Aaron Rodgers convinced them that he may come back and they didn't want to upset the apple cart like Aaron Rodgers has been prone to in his NFL career. And because of that, they sank their season. DVOA-wise, they are a top-five special teams unit and a top-five defense in the NFL, and they let Aaron Rodgers hold their offense hostage, and then their season got wiped away. They handled this thing poorly. They've let Aaron Rodgers take control of their franchise. They should be kind of embarrassed, honestly, by getting duped into this mess. Yeah, I expect Aaron Rodgers to hold a press conference announcing that he's bringing back Robert Sala and the general manager for next football season. I'm assuming that press conference has taken place that he's deciding to bring back the same coaches. Um, the other part about this is I just like to go back to my original. Like, you were correct in your stance uh, a few months back of what you said the Aaron Rodgers situation would end like. I was right all the way back when I told you I wouldn't do it, that it absolutely was not worth it, and that the Jets should not go with Aaron Rodgers and instead should go a different route even though their roster was ready then. The same I, thing applies. My stance they, from the beginning was do not let this man hold your, your franchise hostage, and that's what he's doing. Yeah, but the same thing applies on that, though, right? Like, if he does somehow take him to an AFC title game next year, then it was the right move. I don't know, man. For two years of this? Jets fans have been miserable. Yes, for Jets. I think Jets fans would tell you if you told them they get one AFC title game appearance out of Aaron Rodgers, they would they would have signed up. He's also going to be 41 years old, coming I off agree. an Achilles I'm injury. I'm not telling you they're going to get there. Apparently, he's Wolverine on. I'm not telling you they're going to get there, but I still think if you said in year two out of two years that Aaron Rodgers took them somehow to an AFC title game next year, I think Jets fans would say it was a success. That's all. I don't think that's happening, but I think they, they would agree. Someone says, Cody, Aaron Rodgers went back-to-back MVPs two years ago. Stop it. Okay. Well, he's um, not playing this year, though. I just want to teach you about how age works with players. So sometimes players have, like, a million yards receiving, and then they get old, and then they stop. Except for Travis Kelsey, that rule generally applies. But I understand. I'm not saying he's not good. I'm just saying I, I wouldn't have done the risk because I saw the way he treated the Packers franchise there toward the end where he wanted maximum control of everything you did. And the second you put someone in charge of something they shouldn't be because they got enough to worry about on their own, I think it causes franchise issues. Next up on what's trending, the Chiefs have signed a couple of players today, according to Aaron Wilson. Wide receiver Anthony Miller and tight end Isaiah Gathings or Gathings. Uh, I don't think that's official yet, so I don't know if these are all practice squad or if they're future contracts or anything like that, but just two moves the Chiefs reportedly had made today. Anthony Miller hasn't played football in two seasons. I did have to look it up, and I am mad at the Chiefs for doing this. I was like, has Anthony Miller even done anything? Only to find out he has had three seasons with four more success. His three seasons where he did play before the two seasons he took off, he was twice as effective as Kadarius, Tony, or Sky Moore. And I was like, damn you for making me even sit here. I For 10 minutes this morning, I had to sit around and try to decide for a minute if Anthony Miller was a better option at wide receiver than Sky Moore or Kadarius Tony would be this year. And I was mad at myself for even having to think about it. The Chiefs did this to me. They made me actually think about a player who wasn't even on a roster being better than their active wide receivers. I decided on, no, I'll just let Kadarius Tony play. <laughs> I'd be happy to report. <laughs> Lastly, on what's trending, Jordan Schultz says the Chargers could have interest in Jim Harbaugh is their next head coach, but did report he's not sure whether or not Jim Harbaugh is interested in them. You think that's a good fit? No, <laughs> I think he should stay in college. 
And I don't think he ultimately wants to go to the NFL as much as everybody thinks. I think he's used his leverage to get more money time and time again. I think he does want to go to the NFL because coaching in college is a lot of work. I don't recruit all the time. More, you money. more money. There is more money. It is a 365-day job, college footballers. Yeah, That's how the whole thing with uh, baseball coaches that they're having. And college baseball coaches are getting paid way more than Major League Baseball coaches. Yeah. It's more work. Screw that. Just go sit in a Major League clubhouse where they got a professional chef for you and kick it, dude. It's fine. Uh, real quick, you said last day to watch training, but I want to pass along what Mike McDaniel has told everybody today down in Miami. He was talking to his teammates and or his players, and he said uh, that as they get set to take on the Cowboys, that should be their sole focus, right? Makes okay. sense. He said, I have given my teammates clearance to tell all members of the media to, with all due respect, F off if they oh. ask them anything but about the Cowboys game this particular week. He said, quote, because we're all focused on the Cowboys, they definitely deserve our attention as we clean up our game. We're not really concerned about the seating, the narratives. Uh, and he uh, said that he has given his players approval to ignore the media questions and tell them bluntly, with all due respect, F off. Hmm. I, I don't think you're allowed to just say F off just because you I mean, say in allowed. all due respect. I mean, you're allowed to say it. People might view you I don't you think that just excuses. I don't think you can just say in all due respect and then insult people. I don't think that, that just gives you carte blanche to oh, say Oh, I mean, people could be critical, but, like, if a player wants to tell a media member to F off, it wouldn't be the first time. No. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. It would not be. All right. Later on today, what's your fantasy coming up around 115? Josh Klingler coming up at 1 o'clock. He'll, of course, be on the sideline for the Chiefs and Raiders game at Arrowhead Stadium. So, this weekend is massive, yeah, with the division. Clinch your eighth straight division title. But what's Always going nice. on with the Ravens and Niners Monday night? What's going on with those Cowboys and Dolphins earlier in the week as well has all the implications for the number one and number two seed. Like this weekend, even though it's not definitive, this weekend likely does decide if you've got a chance at all at the one seed anymore and how well positioned you are for the two. Because if the Ravens do, as underdogs, beat the 49ers, and the number one seed is toast. It's over. But if... The Ravens lose, then that extends for another week. They'll play the Dolphins. If the Dolphins lose to the Cowboys, then the Chiefs could jump up to the number two seed. So it's a huge weekend for the top two seeds. It could be everything. It's going to dictate. This weekend is going to dictate where you should set your sight for the Chiefs. Because if both NFC teams win, the world is your oyster gold. You can get whatever you want. Whatever you want. If... The Ravens lose to the 49ers, but Miami beats the Cowboys like they're favored to do. Well, then all of a sudden you kind of have to say, screw the one seed, go Baltimore next week because you can't be realistic and just banking on Miami losing the final game if they had won back-to-back games against Dallas and the Ravens. And what, all of a sudden they're going to lose to the Bills? They would have their division in hand by winning those back-to-back games. And then all of a sudden they're taking on the Bills and you feel different about it. This weekend is going to dictate how far you think the Chiefs can go in a realistic timeline in which there's any hope they can get the one seed. We are all big NFC fans. The good news is for them, the bad news in that Cowboys game is Cowboys are terrible on the road. Miami's great at home, and that's where that game is. It's in Miami, and that has been true of both of those teams all year. Hell, that's been true of both of those teams for two consecutive seasons. Cowboys can't win on the road. Miami can't win away from home, and unfortunately, the game is in Miami. The 49ers one is interesting because – this is be probably for the first time all year that an AFC team could also send a little bit of fear into my heart. None of them do, and none of them have the entire year. But if the Ravens take down the 49ers, 
a team that is playing great football, that everyone thinks is the best team in football, that is healthy and talented, if they take them down in an individual game, then the Ravens are much scarier than I've been giving them credit for at any point this season. Yeah, I think it was last week we were discussing, like, the hey, the good news is, you know, there's not these teams that, that stand out of the AFC, but the Ravens have an opportunity over their final four, now final three. They just beat Jacksonville. Yeah, they get the Niners, and then they get the Dolphins. If they run the table with those teams, then we will have to view the Ravens a little bit differently, although I think there's always going to be the question with Baltimore, and, and that is Lamar Jackson in the postseason. That that will still be no matter how great that will always still be know, in the man, back of everybody's mind. I know. That's essentially a playoff game. I understand. They got a chance to really kind of put their stranglehold on the one seed, I understand. best team that, in the and, NFC. And that's why I said, like, hey, if they run the table these final four, I think we'll have to view them differently. But I think there's still going to be a lot of people that will, will need confirmation uh, from Lamar in the playoffs. Well, part of that is because he took a 15 and one team and only got through the divisional round. Only got to the divisional round. They didn't even get through it. That's probably part of it, right? Because we watched him have an MVP season with the best team in football, and they didn't even they won they didn't even win a playoff game. Who did they lose to? Was it the Titans? Is that yeah, Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry ran all over him, and then Derrick Henry came to town and got like twelve yards against the um, Chiefs. Chiefs. I think what scares Baltimore, what what would scare Baltimore, I think obviously is the Chiefs. But if they had to play anybody else, it's anybody in the division. Anybody. It, It doesn't. If they have to play Cincinnati or Cleveland. We'll remove Pittsburgh yeah, because from this. The North but games it, are it's weird. just the divisional the games. Yeah, very weird. There's a weird chance in the AFC where a lot of these teams could be facing each other for a second time really close. That sucks, by the Chiefs way. Chiefs could take on the Bengals twice in like three weeks. The The Bills and Dolphins could play each other like two times in a row. You don't like it? No, I hate that. That sucks. I think it's hard from a competitive standpoint, but yeah. I kind of like the entertainment value I, of I think it, a team's got to play I, someone back-to-back. I think it's brutal for the teams. I also think as a fan, I don't, I don't want to see the same two teams play each other in back-to-back games. That yeah. sucks. What if the first game's great? It doesn't matter. What if it's like 31-30 well, the sec- Then I know the second one is nowhere matching that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just think it sucks <laughs> as a fan. Like, if you tell me, hey, they're going to play Week 18, and then it was a great classic, and then they're going to play in the AFC title game, yeah, okay, that, that's happened, by the way. Like, sure. But I don't want to be playing you week 18 and then turn around and play the next Saturday. That sucks. I mean, the Chiefs faced both the Buccaneers and the Bengals in late game, the two times they didn't win the Super Bowl in the last five years. At least there was five or six weeks apart. They were, but they were still close-ish, you know? like we're talking back-to-back weeks or every, you know, two out of three weeks. That's terrible. Well, I think a lot of that is just because of how messy the AFC is. That's why it could happen in a million different spots. The right teams have to win both of those games or both win the first game in order for those to match up that way. But it feels like it's almost impossible for it to not be the case. Like, I mean, at this point, by the way, the Chiefs, I don't think the Broncos are going to make the playoffs either. Probably not. Which means after all this and all that stuff we were talking about the AFC West earlier, one team. One team in the West, that's it. Nobody else. Chiefs are going to be in a division where only one team was able to make the postseason. And in, and we thought the AFC North was the best division in football because we thought the Ravens are a real challenger and we thought the Bengals had Joe Burrow and we did not count in the Browns being way better and we did not count in the Steelers at least hanging in there I think the Steelers streak of above 500 or more is at real jeopardy it's not that Kitty Pickett was great but if they had Kitty Pickett I, I still think we'd be what well, they he won more we, we'd be I don't talking know what it about is. them it's, having a better yeah. chance they just Trubisky now Mason Rudolph this weekend you know Kitty Pickett is one of the weirdest football case studies because he is legitimately not good for like three quarters as Nate Taylor pointed out and then for like the final quarter of the game he was like MJ in game seven Kenny Pickett was not a good quarterback for a huge majority of the game. Drew, you've watched him plenty. Not a good quarterback for a majority of the game the last two seasons. No. And then when the fourth quarter hit, Kenny Pickett was Tom Brady. 
Like he just start dicing people up. It made no sense based on anything that had happened in the early portion of the game. For whatever reason, when crunch time hit, Kenny Pickett was as good as Drew Locke is apparently in crunch time of that game. I felt like you didn't appreciate that as much because he's an MU kid and you 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 had money on the Eagles. I thought you I thought you seemed a little somber about what a cool moment that was for Drew. We start Locke. we talked about the third segment yesterday of you, the show. You didn't seem you didn't seem like falsely happy for him, you know, like yeah, good for you. Like you didn't really what was I supposed, it, you know? What was I supposed to do? Jump that was on the one table? Of the coolest moments of the NFL and, season. And I believe my exact quote after we played the clip was like, that was pretty cool. You don't hear an athlete and that was just like Geno yeah. Smith. Didn't I say that? What else do you want me to did. say? You seemed happier for Geno. I think that you, I'm thinking, oh, I, I probably was happier for Gino. Yeah, <laughs> but that was also week one of the season, a year, like a year ago. And yeah, I, I did have money on the Eagles, so that absolutely. But yeah, <laughs> that's how you um, want But I, I, I thought I said, I thought I acknowledged the speech or the, the the interview after, and said like that's a pretty cool moment. Last week we both lost our show bets here at the office. We both lost. I lost mine by a million. Uh-huh. I put Chargers plus three, and they lost by like a thousand. And. Somehow yours was more devastating. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because as a backup quarterback backup. hitting a 45, whatever it was, 45, I don't know if it was 45 yards, touchdown to Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah. That's hey. more painful when you could just laugh. You could just laugh like, about losing it by 40 points. You know what yeah. I mean? You just I laugh. come close to covering. Yeah. Jalen Hurts did look miserable. They showed him on the sideline a couple of times. He's he was sick. Well, he, he's hurt, he yeah. looked miserable. So, uh, he was sick, and then I think he's been banged up all year. We don't, you know, with a knee injury or leg injury. But yeah, he he was. I think clearly you pointed out sick. he leads the league in turnovers. Yeah, he's handing the ball good. away. And Patrick Mahomes has seemed pretty loosey goosey with the ball this year, and they are not a good turnover team. They're one of the five worst in the NFL, and he's giving it away the most. Ooh. To prop up my guy Jordan Love, he does have better numbers than Jalen Hurts. I'm just saying. With so now you're with taking worse him weapons. ahead of Jalen. Uh, I'm, I'm just. I, I didn't say that. I'm, I'm just saying. Well, a, Trent, week, a week ago you I, said I, you would take Jordan Love over Herbert. So I'm just wondering if if you're saying if you're switching to to Love over Hurts. No, I'm I'm still I'm still taking Love over Herbert. I'm taking Hurts over Herbert too. I'm taking you're Brock taking Purdy love, over Justin Herbert. Love over well. Well, pretty over Herbert's not as crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would have thought that was crazy. Yeah. I went through and I made You're a taking, list. Well, I, I I still think Herbert's better than Purdy. I just put Herbert in the exact same situation. I think Herbert would be an MVP as well. Yes. So. I've got Justin Herbert as number 13 on my list. I listed the quarterbacks. So where's Love? Uh, Love is at 12. Stop. I'm, stop. Stop. All right. Who's? Oh, uh, wait. Hold on. Who's you, after you me through the list right now? Yeah, give yeah, me the top quick, 15. Quick, Mahomes, quick. Burrow, Allen, Hurts, Prescott, Lamar Jackson, C.J. Stroud, Aaron Rodgers, Trevor Lawrence, Tua, Brock Purdy, Jordan Love, Justin Herbert. Then then uh, Jared Goff right behind Justin Herbert. There was one in there that really piqued my attention. Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. That was an interesting one. I mean, we probably would have had him ranked there if I made this as a preseason yeah. top quarterback selection. That didn't seem like crazy. Justin Herbert is 13. I don't know Jordan Love ahead of Herbert. I just... Again, all you have to do on these is if you were to ask 32 GM. Where's Jake Browning? How's he not 30, 14? I'm surprised you don't have him number three Look. right behind Joe Burrow. System quarterback. Oh Clearly, goodness. Joe Burrow is at this point. Um, so was Tom Brady because Matt Castle exactly uh, went 10 and 6. Absolutely. So right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I just wonder. Uh, but Brady also proved us by winning, I don't know, seven rings. So I think the case is closed. Uh, the a lot. Fact is, you would pull thirty-two GMs, and not a single one would draft Jordan Love ahead of Justin. And that's Herbert. why the char- and that's why they'd go five and eight through thirteen games. Oh, says so when were quarterbacks win-loss stats? If we want to play that game, then Alex Smith is a top-five quarterback in the last thirty years. Yeah, probably. Um, given the win-loss, yes. If we're sure. gonna go, we don't want to go win-loss stats with quarterbacks because there's a lot of mediocre quarterbacks that are that are going to show up, and you'll be like, "There's no way that guy's actually that good." Since since we're talking about GMing, we've had this argument on the air, so I think it's really interesting to bring it up now. 
We talked a lot about like I can't believe you took McCall Hardman instead of DK Metcalf. Oh, yeah. honestly, that's huge a, mistake. A, was a huge mistake. Continues to be a huge before. mistake. We at the time, former producer Nick and I were we both really wanted George Pickens. He has clearly been significantly more talented than what Sky Moore has offered the Chiefs in the field. He is also running into a little bit of hot water where a couple of weeks ago, he straight up didn't try to recover a fumble that Jalen Warren dropped. And then last week did not block for Jalen Warren on what could have been a rushing touchdown for him. And then when asked about it, George Pickens said, I'm not trying to get my leg rolled up on like tank Dell not doing. So essentially openly admitting he is not going to block because he knows that he could get hurt on that play. Would you take George Pickens on the, like, would you take the risk on George Pickens if the Steelers just cut him loose? Well, if they cut him loose, I would. Would you trade for the, him? The, the issue, if, the, if the pick wasn't that high? No. Would you trade no. him straight up for Sky trade Moore? For him. If, if you could go back in time? No, still wouldn't. What? Dude, you'd have to just based on talent. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. So you're, you're, saying, say, on, you're, saying, you're saying go back there? So my whole issue with this whole thing, go back I there. I trade him right this. now. My issue has been like everybody's acting like it was the most, the, the biggest miss in Chiefs history that they should have taken George Pickens. Would I go back instead? Well, probably I would actually tell me who other, what other wide receivers were available at the same point. I'd probably take that guy actually. Instead of the two that we're talking yeah, about, because it's not just that he's not giving effort. He's sitting down with Mike Tomlin, who has managed some of the biggest egos in sports history, Antonio Brown and, and Le'Veon Bell and made it work. And he's having sit down conversations with George Pickens Daily. to clear the air about his frustrations and lack of effort. But yeah, to, to, to hear your correct, your question correctly, yeah, if I if you could do it over again, would I draft Sky Moore? Absolutely not. But also, I'm not so sure I would 100% draft George Pickens. I'm and just that's curious if me. Chiefs fans would still take and, a chance on him, knowing course, he's been a huge problem. Of, of course, Chiefs fans would, because again, they also will bring up every other player. We we can do this with every single pick, whether it's the Chiefs or pick any other franchise. We can go through an example of a player that was drafted, let's just call it 50th, and a player that was drafted uh, 60th, and we could say, wow, how did you miss on that? We, we could do this all day long with every pick. I can do it with Mahomes being picked, uh, the, 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 what, the 10 guys that got drafted before Mahomes. We can do it the how the heck did teams not know that they should have drafted Jordan Addison ahead of whoever, like, or Jamar Chase. I mean, we, we can do this with so many players. I'd still give up a draft pick for George Pickens. The talent's there. It's just about, like, someone needs to kick him in the ass. And you part of you probably wonders – Oh my God, Mike Tomlin can't keep the man in control. Do you really think any NFL head coach can? I think winning sometimes makes it easier. I think Mike Tomlin had an easier time, like you were talking about guys like Antonio Brown and stuff, because they were winning. It's easier to get yeah. people to like buy into the program when you are a good team. I did look it up. The teams are the the wide receivers around George Pickens Who were, they? were Tyquan Thornton. I didn't want to go too early in the round because Christian Watts was taken in the 30s. Tyquan Thornton, uh Alec Pierce. Sky Moore. Those were the like the I'll four in a row Pierce. guys. I'll take Alec Pierce. Alec Pierce has twenty eight catches this year for four hundred and twenty six yards. I'll take Alec Pierce. I would have taken Velis Jones Jr. for the Bears was taken in the third. That's uh, not a great. Jalen Tolbert was taken in the third for the, the Cowboys. It's not a great for, list. Yeah, for the chart. Yeah, you're right, Cowboys. Oh. Yeah. Um, look, George Pickens. Obviously, you look at the numbers. He's there's not even an argument. Uh, he's the most talented of, guy out of the four guys yeah. we just named by a mile. He's, he's most, all three of those guys combined is, I, probably from a production will, standpoint. All I will say, it's not always just as, and, and people will disagree with me on this because they'll just say, just give me my fantasy football numbers. And Someone's like, correct, by the way. It's, it's Deontay Johnson who didn't recover okay. that fumble. The entire Steelers uh, team has quit on them this year. I, I, I think there's probably, like any conversation, there's probably like a middle ground of truth on both ends. Obviously, he has produced far more than Sky Moore, no doubt. I think it's a reminder, though, it's not always just as simple 
as do we think this player is better than this player? Like, because a lot of people say, hey, I don't care. If he's just better than that guy, I'll deal with anything. I get that, right? I, I tend to be that line of GM. But I think it's also an acknowledgement, like, basically, is this is the gap wide enough? And remember, not now, not now that what we've seen the results, but remember where they're at on draft day. Like, it's it's very easy to sit now and say, well, clearly this guy's just better. But on draft day, the gap, truly, the gap on draft day was not viewed as wide as it what it is. probably personality based. And so what did they do? They sided with, and again, it was wrong in terms of they mis, they misjudged the talent of Sky Moore clearly. I'm not arguing that. But remember, on draft day, was the gap on draft day, not how we view him now, was the gap as wide as we think it is now between Sky and, and George Pickens? And I would say no, not on draft day. It I mean, I not. definitely think people thought Pickens was more talented than Sky, but, but no. But there were questions not, around him. Not the gap of talent we think exists now. So even if you thought Sky is a 2% less good player, but is a guy who will fit in our scheme, fit in our system, uh, and personality-wise will fit in our team, you might be different. It, but if I were another team, I would still I, – this I sounds this crazy because he's saying all the wrong things. I'd take a chance. I still think it says more about Sky Moore being disappointed than anything else because I don't think normally like, – the way everybody was pissed that they didn't draft George Pickens, you would have thought George Pickens was like, going to be a 1,500-yard receiver and the Chiefs just dropped the ball. What has happened is Sky Moore has turned out to be like a 200-yard receiver and George Pickens is like an 800-yard receiver and we're acting like George Pickens is Jamar Chase. It's how bad Sky Moore has been. That's the real problem. The other thing is you'll always be like, you know – same thing happens every offseason. You'd be like, well, I mean, what would George Pickens be with a real functioning sure, quarterback? We're going to find out at some point in his career. That'll be the telltale He's young. Sign. That's what Andy can tell. He's 22. He's super young. Yeah. Um, his strengths coming out yeah, of the draft yeah. um, were efficient footwork and ability to create space with route leverage. I don't think he's he hasn't created much space uh, in his two years. This is a really fun, quick exercise. You can think about it in the break, and then we can come back and answer it. If they did an entire redraft of the 2022 NFL draft, what round would George Pickens go in, knowing everything you know about him now, yeah. and what round would Sky go in? Think about it, and I'll, I'll, get, I'll have my answer for you on the other side of the break. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All right, back here on Cody and Gold. We'll get to the random question of the day here in about 10 minutes or so. Kling, Josh Klingler coming up at 1 o'clock. 
So you asked a question before the break. We were talking about just the a lot of the comparisons are happening, obviously, anytime wide receivers that get drafted around each other, any position, right? People compare. It's kind of what, uh, you know, we do as sports sure. fans. Ryan Leaf versus Peyton Manning, you know? It's the normal stuff. We do it. Um, and so when you're taking a look at the George Pickens-Sky Moore debate, you asked the question before, where do you think each one of them would be drafted? If, if knowing what we yeah. know now, like a re, right now, a redraft out of that class, let me remind you just for refresh everybody's memory in the first round that year, the wide receivers that went, uh, not the right year pulled up here. 2022. Uh, was that the Drake London year? No, sorry. No, nope. your year two. Uh, that's Drake London was this year, wasn't he? Oh, wait, maybe that was the Drake London year. I take it back. 2022. Yeah. I think yeah, 2022. It, yeah. That was no, I, yeah, you're good. Am I? Okay. Yeah. That's London, the Drake London okay. year. London yeah. eight. Okay. Yeah. London eight. Jameson Williams. Uh, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jahan Dotson, Traylon Burks. Those were the first round wide receivers. Traylon Burks were. stunk. Chris Olave. We talked a ton about him at the time. Mm-hmm. So then you go to the second round and the wide receivers that were taken. I listed in, three of them. Taekwon Thornton, Sky Moore, Christian Chris Watson. Watson. These are the ones that went ahead of both Pickens and uh, Sky. So Christian Watson went second round, 34 overall. Wandale Robinson, John Michi, who had the health issues. So he he's yeah. kind of behind the, the, the eight ball here. Um, and then Tyquan Thornton, George Pickens, Alec Pierce, Sky Moore. Those would be the wide receivers taken. Where do you think they, if there's just a redraft? I, okay, I, I, I think Sky Moore would go in the fifth. So I think Sky I don't Moore, think he'd go undrafted. I just think he'd go yeah. in like the fifth round. So I, I think that Sky Moore would fall back to like late fourth round or mid fourth round because you have to remember there's still the skill set that teams like and see. Um, and so they're not going to give up on players as quickly as fans do. And it's a different organization. The same way that the Chiefs give a third-round pick for Canarius Tony, who was once a first-round pick, right? So I, I think Sky, if you were to redraft, would fall back to fourth round. Um, where would George Pickens go? Early second. Early second. I named He'd all, still go. He'd go higher than he did. Yeah, higher, like, but Even still with second. all the trouble, yeah. he'd still go higher because people will look at the skill set in the athleticism. It's just like anything else. Someone will look at Sky more and they'll say they're using him wrong, right? They should play him in the slot. They're using him wrong. That's what they'll tell themselves. The Chiefs, uh, and look, the Chiefs moved him off of the slot because Rasheed Rice was better at it. And so they put the better wide receiver. He didn't get, he didn't get the luxury of the snaps anymore in that position. But someone will look at Pickens Town and still take him. I think like but I don't think he's not becoming round, a first rounder, but I think he's still a second rounder. His he's, position he's, doesn't change, but Sky Moore. He, he's not round. becoming a first rounder. No, his, his draft profile. The reason why I think he wasn't a first rounder is because he had. I think he tore two ACLs in college, or he tore at least one while he and was there were at, at Georgia. So, and there were uh, yes, of course, the character questions of him getting ejected twice and all that other stuff. Well, I, I just mean like well, some of the stuff they we're seeing right now. As well, like oh yeah, you know yeah. I mean, like that, some of that was questioned Still at the time out. or whatever. I, yeah, look, we these are always fun exercises because I, I I think the same way we can say, well, oh, Sky would go later and do the same exercise. Where would Pacheco have been drafted? We could redraft. Where would uh, oh, where, where would Rasheed Rice be drafted if you could first. redraft? You know what I mean. So my point He'd being be a first is, rounder. look, there's misses, there's plenty of hits as well. That's all. It, it is interesting. Just I, I looked real quick at Sky's draft profile. They suggests that he would be best utilized as a slot receiver. And, uh, you know, to Cody's point, Rasheed has been better there. Uh, his his snap count this year, he runs like 35% from the slot and 65% out wide. So he's being utilized in a spot where maybe he doesn't fit the best within the offense. Uh, but they, we said that earlier in the year, he used to play more slot and they had to move him. They had to move him because his production wasn't as good as the other guys who played there. Last thing I'll say about that, because people are just being like, they're using this as ammunition to bury Veach. In that <laughs> same draft that they drafted Sky Moore, Trent McDuffie, instead of going 21, would go 10th. 
And instead of going 30th, George Karloftis would go like 15th. So I'm just. Well, Creed Humphrey would be a first, you know. Would no, be, I'm just yeah. talking like that draft yeah. specifically with the one with Sky sure. Moore. Both of the guys they took in the first round would be so much higher in the draft than they were before. Also, from the 816, shout out to my buddy Justin. We finally converted him over to a good station. I assume that means he's listening here. <laughs> Right? I think I'm gonna, this isn't just like a subtle dig you've decided I, to text in, huh? I think I, I think we take the win. Thanks, Justin. I think we take the win on that one. Let me be honest with you. Were you were you falling asleep at the wheel a little? You get tired. Took so long. You know? You just kept you just like, oh, man, this is you know. I mean, yeah, what did take so long? You know what, Justin? In retrospect, I'm mad at you. What did take you so long? <laughs> what was it gonna take to convince you to come listen to us? Your friend, your good friend. You know, you should come out to our playoff Pilsner beer release party coming up on Friday, January 12th. Starts at six out at Cinderblock Brewery. Third year we've been doing this. Dusty's going to be broadcasting live at six and the entire 610 crew going to be hanging out there. Coming up in a few weeks, man. Can't wait. Be a good time. I was trying to decide between my, you know, my family every year gets together for drinking and gambling and we invite friends yes. and stuff. One of the dates that was up in the air originally was the 12th, but, you know, playoff Pilsner release party. So that's right. Got to do it a different day. Are you going to come this year? Are you going to come be a degenerate with the Tap family and crew? Wager money on in between? On my drink on, too much? On not January on the, 12th? We're not doing it on the 12th. I told you. That's the playoff Pilsner thing. If I have it a different day, are you going to come? Depending on the day. Don't schedule during the NFL playoffs. I'll tell you that. I won't be there. It won't be during the NFL playoffs. So, yeah. I'll He's giving you a warning in advance. Yeah. Like, don't schedule it the weekend of, even if the Chiefs aren't in it, the weekend of the AFC Why title not? game. It's not like the games wouldn't be on. I will still be watching it. Yes, you could still be watching yeah, it. Not the same way. At the same not time. Not the same way. Not the same way. You know there's a difference of having 12 people around talking while trying to watch a game and you watching a game. I feel like you could, for, for gold's sake, you could get away with it maybe while doing it during the national championship game on that Monday. He doesn't want to do a Monday night thing. No, it's okay. got to be like, so this tends to be, we've talked about switching to like a day and then go into like midnight or something. Like what if we just started at like one in the afternoon and went till midnight instead? Mm. This at previous times used to be on Christmas Eve, Drew, and lasted till like six in the morning and then we would go to Waffle House. It is now like hash browns. It is now we like start at six, and there's still some of us like kicking it at three. But we, you know, we don't we don't make it until six a.m. anymore. Those times have uh, mm. passed us by. I'm just getting a little, just a little too old for that. The defensive line conversation we had earlier. I told you that they yeah. they get more sacks from their secondary than any of the other great pass rush teams in the NFL. That's not going to surprise anybody. I was questioning its sustainability because it's different than everyone else does it. But then when I was thinking about it subsequent from that, because you and I both kind of decide, eh, you know what? They're really good at it. And if I have two years of evidence to suggest they can do it that way, why should I worry yet? So knowing that and that the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Dolphins, and the Bills are all top five in sacks this year, is the conversation instead of is it sustainable the way they get pass rush just who has the best offensive line out of those four teams? Well, I just think we've seen with this team, they, they're always under this scheme with Spags going to right uh, approach the blitz scheme probably differently than most teams. They're going to have it come from all different directions. As you said, it's not just the defensive line. It's going to be the linebackers. It's going to be those guys in the secondary, like Trent McDuffie, LeJarrius Sneed. Last year was really where he excelled. And They've shown enough in terms of sustainability. Like, I, yeah, you would always prefer you don't have to blitz and your front four just always get pressure on the quarterback, of course. But if you can't do that consistently, then 
nobody's better right now at manufacturing it, I would argue, and specifically from their secondary. And so yeah, you don't feel like uh, Chris they, Jones they has to be on in order to get it. It's week 16. Great, I but... mean, it's week 16. I think the scheme has shown that it works, right? Like, I think sure. they, they have shown with this personnel, who, by the way, is still the youngest, I believe, defense and football. Yeah. And we'll see what changes happen in the offseason and all that with Chris Jones. But th- this is a unit that, in large part, uh, is still you know, growing in the NFL, which is nice. Like Trent McDuffie's not a finished product yet. And he's already one of the best corners in the league. So pro football focus ranks out their offensive lines in order of uh, how good they think they are. The Ravens are first in this, the grouping of four teams. I just listed to you at the fourth best offensive line. The chiefs are seven. They're second with the seventh best offensive line. The bills are still around the top 10 and the dolphins have the worst. According to them, pro football focus grades. That is. I mean, is that what's going to uh, like uh, the question I'm asking is, is just offensive line play going to decide? Oh, you don't want to talk about the defense. You want to talk about offensive line. I want to switch to the other side because if they're all going to get pass rush and you're telling me not to worry about the Chiefs' ability to get to the passer, right? You're saying, hey, screw it. We're good. They do it different than those other three teams. Then all we're talking about is who can prevent these four teams that are all in the top five in sacks. And I'm a little worried that the Chiefs are not as good as some of those other teams on offensive line play because it has not been consistent this year. From the interior, I feel that way. But the tackles, are they going to hold up against three of the top four sack teams in all of the NFL? Well, I mean, what I saw, I saw them play the Dolphins already. Sure. Right? And I saw them beat them. You know, like, and their defense has gotten better, I think, sure. since they played. The Bills, we just saw, right? We, we just saw. And, and actually, if, if it is the Bills at some point again in the playoffs, we ignoring the offense for a second, their offense, there was really one play, and it turned out to be an impactful play, where Wani Moore struggled actually against the Bills front. And so, did. you know, and, and, and Epinesa made a great play in, earlier earlier in the game. I think the, the the question is, and this is why the Ravens are that mystery team a little bit. Like, that's the one team you're not going to see So you're like, play. okay, they held up okay against the Bills, but lost. The Ravens, they held up okay against the, the Dolphins, they won. It's the Ravens. It's and okay. that one, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to play them until, barring a huge change in the seedings. You're not going to play them to an AFC title game, most likely. You unless, could face them in the fall Unless you were to fall back to the three seed, then you have a chance to play them divisional round weekend. I think that would even still be a bit of a stretch because you're banking on the two well, and the three. If, if the Chiefs are at two, they won't play them divisional round weekend. No, but if they're the three, they won't likely either. The two, three would play each other. Well, not if there's an, not a, that's assuming all the seeds hold still. I mean, if the, well, if but if, the, they, if they're if, the three, they'll still be the highest seed. They will not take on the rate. You know what I'm saying? Like the no, odds of them playing in the divisional the round, two, they have to fall to four. You're, you're saying for it to be like, gotcha. I got you now. Yeah. 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 Okay. I like, hear you for them to face in that round. They would likely have to be the four seed. Otherwise, no logic, by the way, the Ravens are number one in the NFL in sacks at 50. Miami has 48. The Colts have 46. The chiefs have 46 and the bills have 45. So, I mean, there's yeah. not a clear separation like it was with the Eagles last year. You know, like those teams are pretty good about getting sacks. I just, I was trying to decide if it comes down to offensive line play. If you're telling me, don't worry that the Chiefs get like a third of their sacks from the secondary and interior linebackers versus pass rushing linebackers, it is impressive. We should probably give Spax credit because nobody else gets sacks the way they're getting them. And they are top five for back to back years. That's impressive. That's an impressive feat for a team that had a 15 and a half sack guy last year. But who's going to lead the team in sacks this year? 10? 10 and a half? Yeah, my guess, is maybe 11? my guess is Chris Jones not going to finish with seven and a half. He's probably going to still find a way in these final three games, especially against the Ra- like I, I, against the Raiders. My guess is he has a sack or two, and all of a sudden we're sitting here and he's sitting at nine sacks, eight and a half sacks, and so my, I think Chris still ends up getting to ten. And so the question will be whether Karloftis gets ten and a half. If you're asking like the lead, I, I think Chris Jones can still get to ten in the final three games, but it's way off of his incentive that we discussed yesterday. 
Yeah, I do kind of still feel bad for Chris because of that. Because it stinks to put your wrist kind of, but you know what? It was your that own was decision. A decision he made. His agents, yeah. if you want to call it bad advice, that's fine too. I mean, he he thought he could make more money barely if he would. He needed to get fifteen and a half sacks, needs to win a Super Bowl, needed to be Defensive Player of the Year, needed to be All Pro, and all that stuff had to happen for him to actually make money off of what they decided to do. And instead, he didn't. Random question. For you, go. For you, Drew. Over in the text line, 913-586-7610. Of course, you can hit us up on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. We put the whole show, live streamed, four hours of it, up there. And if you want, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, we'll put out clips of the show. If you missed any portion of it, we'll get some stuff out there for you as well. Question I have today is related to the holidays. Logical today after the show. Are we going to pick up white elephant gifts? Now... I understand there's two different versions of white elephant that everyone plays. One is gag gifts. One is legitimate gifts that cost real money that you want people to get. We're doing the legitimate gifts that cost real money that people want. Under $30 budget, I want to know what are the things you've seen in a white elephant that you thought, that I want. That's a good white elephant gift. Everybody seemingly wants it. Let's stay away from gift cards here. But what's <laughs> the thing on the list that you're like, this works as a white elephant gift across the if table? If you're doing serious stuff, like... I think those power banks are actually pretty popular. Like the, oh, that's a you good know, one. like yeah, the, sure. if you can find, we know you can find some brands that you can get them for thirty bucks or so. I think that is not a bad one. I wouldn't I don't hate own to get one that. of those. Do you? Uh, I used to. I have an old version one in my in my backpack. I think. Okay. Yeah, there's different. It's not charged different, up though. No, I don't use. I don't really unless I'm traveling. I don't really use it. But it's still not a bad. Like if someone gave me that as a as a serious white elephant gift, yeah, that'd be nice. You'd say okay. What about you? I was going to say any, like, charger or, like, a, if they have, like, a wireless charger that's, like, cheaper for your phone, those are very useful. Okay. Um, Chargers are not bad. I've never seen, in my family, no one's ever purchased a charger. That does seem like something to be like, yeah, I could always use a charger. I mean, there's no zero harm in it. So that's on your list? Someone says last year they got weed. <laughs> <laughs> weed chocolate. Could you imagine if weed I just chocolate. went to go pick up $20 worth of weed gummies at the local dispensary I mean, and put that in there? Dude, I got nieces and nephews yeah, in this you thing. You can't do it if there's kids involved. They already yeah. probably think, well, they're, I mean, like, most, some of my nieces and nephews are like older, but I mean, some are like 10. I can't risk that. <laughs> we don't do an adult only. Gonna have, Cody's going to have to have, like, a bag of gummy bears in his back pocket, be like, what? We're going to swap out. These gummies actually are what you're getting. Instead, instead you're just getting Haribo. <laughs> <laughs> Darn. Yeah, I feel like it depends on what, you, on what you, on what you uh, like, because, like, there's been. Like a, the, those uh, Topsy's tins, I guess. They, it wasn't Topsy's, but those yeah, popcorn yeah, yeah. tins were. Oh, you, you know, what? you think those are popular in those? Some of them meant lottery scratch off tickets. I do think yeah. that adding those to any gift, like even if it's just a $5 scratcher, I've done that. That does play well, and it does always tempt people because you're like, well, I mean, that five yeah, bucks could be a thousand. Someone mentioned Whatever. the Google Nest Bluetooth speaker. So yeah, like if you can get the mini Nest ones too, those Doesn't are that's everybody not terrible. have one of those by now? So I have. Like that's a legitimate I question. I have like putting a Fire Stick or a Bluetooth speaker. If you want one of those, don't you have it? Yeah. So the, I don't use the home speaker enough. So I actually I, I had to reset my Wi-Fi or whatever, and I can't get one of them. This is how long it's been since I used it. I have a smart clock like on my nightstand, and I have a smart speaker in my kitchen that should work. And I can't get them to reconnect to the Wi-Fi because that's how long it's been since I used them. I don't utilize it. Like I have one of like it's a mini Nest in my kitchen. Sure, dude. I I use it like twice a year. What am I? What? what tell me what I should be using this for? Play music. Yeah, but I, I have a laptop, I have headphones, I have my phone already. And but I have a If you're a, in your apartment, why would you be listening to music on headphones? Well, I'm, I'm just giving you examples. I don't, but I'm just giving you examples. You're like you're acting like that's the only way to listen to music in your house. No, but if I do that, it's either like coming out of like a speaker, like if I'm using the record player, if it's coming out of that kind but of speaker. I have speaker, a sound bar I'm, already. Like I have a, I have a sound bar for my TV that can turn into Bluetooth. And your apartment's not big enough to really yeah. justify 
in your case, it's tough. In mine, there's multiple rooms, right? So even if you've yeah. got a soundbar under the TV, yeah. I have a Bose speaker and it travels with me. So like if I'm listening to music, sometimes if I'm just like, like if I'm cleaning, but I'm not cleaning in a way that um, is like too noisy, but I want to be able to like, I'm watching something on the iPad while I'm upstairs reorganizing clothes. I might use the speaker so I can get better volume. Mine travels a little bit. I've got yeah. some, or I use it for the outdoor projector or that stuff. The only but. thing for me in a white elephant that's got to have it has got to be something electronic, whether it be a speaker like we talked about or the truck. I feel like that that those are the ones that really grab my attention more than we do yeah. other things. I, so I guess I could do gummies. Booze have shown up plenty of times in this thing, and the kids Problem just is, is getting them stolen from somebody else, which is fine. Somebody says, "What about those like Stanley cups? Those are really popular." Do you just get like a popular thing? Do you go with just depending the on the age of the people? The tumblers, Stanley cup. I mean, that's. What are those like fifty bucks? Aren't they? Well, are you those fifty dollars? Some of them are expensive. You get I, a different brand. Is the, if you get the Stanley Cup, it is fifty dollars. You get some different brand. Someone says Pyrex set, Chiefs tumbler. Someone says fuzzy socks or electric heated socks. I've never met a person that used electric heated socks. Never done that. I mean, maybe I mean, it sounds kind of nice. Would you put them on? I kind of want them nice. to be rechargeable, you well, know? I'm assuming they are. Or like battery I'm, powered. I'm a, dude, I don't <laughs> think you're playing. Dude, come on now. Uh, of course that's what <laughs> they are. Imagine? There's no way you got an extension cord connected to your foot <laughs> charging these socks. I'm, of course there's got to be a battery <laughs> All right, there. Second question is related to this. Does it have to be a brand new item? Let's yes, say, yes. Let's say, so for instance, last night on Facebook Marketplace, this is a real shame, after uh, I've already purchased your gift for our exchange. They had a a Space Jam cookie jar with Michael Jordan's face on it, fifty bucks. <laughs> would have been would have been an awesome gift for you. Uh huh. Too late. I already spent it. If the budget was fifty bucks and I brought a Space Jam cookie jar, no good. It's not a gag gift. You could really use. I it. wouldn't use it. I like Space Jam. I just I would not be the right person for that. But I love Space Jam. That's true. Um. Yeah. I don't think it can be used really. Yeah. I don't think unless gag gift you can go the used used route. But yeah, like a serious. I think it needs to be a new item. What if it's a nice used thing? Sometimes things for used $30, are nice. For $30, which is the, the hypothetical we gave here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes it tougher to sometimes find Sometimes if it's all guys that do football cards, like you, you packs, because sometimes you never know. Like, those are fun to open up. I don't own any football cards. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, but the, you buy packs. Like, you go yeah. buy packs, and people rip them. Rip some packs. Instead of, like, a lottery ticket? Mm -hmm. Rip some packs, Drew. I've ripped, all, I've ripped some packs in my day. All my, all my football cards that I got from the senior bowl that they sent me yeah, are in the office for... Uh, the Cutting Gold Garage Shield next year. I do have a... Socks are unreal. Someone's talking me into yeah. these battery-powered socks. I bet you lie. they feel great. You're telling me on a cold weekend, you know, and it's a Saturday or Sunday, you're watching football all day, and you're... you're I'm sure these, these heated How socks are How long do like those a socks blanket. not smell yeah. like ass? Though. Oh, your feet sweat? Dude. Yeah. Well, you wash. You take the... I'm sure the battery part can be removed, and you can wash them. There's no way you don't wash they the socks, They got to be hand-washed? Because they got to be hand-washed. I'm out. I don't know. I want to put them in the washing machine like everything else if I take the batteries out. Yeah, I think know. it'd be better for like an Let's outdoor see. sporting event or if you worked Harry outside. I'll be honest, sucks. got a bunch of white collar workers. My <laughs> wife and I used to have a family. heated blanket. We don't so have a lot of people working out in the elements. We're all teachers and bankers and radio hosts. So nobody's going to appreciate it from like a yeah. working perspective. On Amazon, they've got a pair for 40 bucks, rechargeable heated socks for men and women, electric thermal socks, washable foot warmer for hunting, camping, skiing outdoors. Has an app as well, Cody. You can control the temperature anywhere from 80 degrees up to 120 <laughs> or something. Like but like Carrington, you know, Carrington last night, yeah. some like vintage retail. So like someone says, hey, I sell vintage clothing, get some old Chiefs gear. Carrington last night sent me a text mm -hmm. of a vintage UMKC basketball sweatshirt. If you nice. knew that it's with the right audience, is that not an acceptable gift, even though it's used? Yes. It's a perfectly nice UMKC yeah. basketball sweatshirt that is in my size. Would that not be an acceptable gift for a white elephant if this thing costs 20 bucks? Yes. 
Is it actually bucks? vintage, or is it what a lot of places are doing now, where it's like they no, make it's, you know, it's vintage, but it's new? No, dude. Sense, if you right? look at the, the this one's absolutely vintage. Look at the look at the fruit of the loom logo. <laughs> See, <laughs> like, I just wouldn't do that for a white elephant gift. You're better off just giving that as a gift, like just giving that as a gift normally. I don't know if I would want that because you got to. If I'm not a UMKC fan, I don't want a UMKC hoodie. Sure, but that's the the beauty of white elephant is that I can steal your gift, get a different. Yeah. Like very rarely are you just like stuck with something. Yeah. I would. That's pretty. Yeah, that's, a good a gift. Nar- that's a narrow group, though. Like you better make. What about a Nerf gun? Do you think adults would like a Nerf gun? Someone suggested yeah. that, and all of a sudden, I am interested. Uh, I mean, in their office, we had one for a while, and we couldn't not get shot by the Nerf gun from Carrington. For no, weeks. but we also played with it for weeks. Yeah, we were having shooting know. contests for weeks. We're yeah. adult people. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's it. That's my random question today. Someone said, "Should I eat the chocolate? If it's the weed chocolate, go redhead." Let family Christmas get weird. Really, really weird. It'd take a lot for it to get really weird. All right, let's, uh, we'll ask Kling the same question. Josh Klingler sure. going to be on the sidelines Monday afternoon at Arrowhead. We'll talk some Chiefs football. We'll find out about his holiday plans as well next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.